You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message, recorded live from our Brighton campus. So good morning, everybody. I hope you had a lovely week so far. Um, So I'm going to share what God has put in my heart with you today. Uh, So I think, as some of you may know, we have been going through a series, which is Who God Is. And uh, today I would like to speak about God being Yahweh Shalom, which means God is peace. And I really believe that it's something that we all desire, uh, whether it's in inner personal peace or um, peace at home or in a wider scale internationally. This is really something that I believe every human being desire. So what does peace mean? So I look up in the dictionary and this is what I found. Peace is freedom from war and violence, especially when people live and work together happily without disagreement, or it's the state of not being interrupted or annoyed by worry, problem, noise, or unwanted action. So basically, it's the opposite of distress, fight, and worry. But um, I guess as a French, I'm really aware that when sometimes I want to express some words or concept in English, there is no real equivalent. Um, so I just wondered, okay, what would an Hebrew mean um, when they would use their word actually Shalom? What would Shalom really mean? Do we translate it properly in English? So this is what I found. The Hebrew word Shalom or peace refers to much more than stillness or tranquility. It conveys the idea of wholeness, completeness, safety, perfection, well-being. Basically, it's the hope that everything may be well or that everything might be perfect in your life. So how do we link it with God? So what does it mean that God is Yahweh Shalom, this God who is peace? So we first encounter it in Judges 6. And I'm just basically going to skim read through the chapter to give us some background to the story. So... Judges 6, verse 1 to 4, we see that at that time, the Bible says that the people of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord gave them into the hand of the Midianites for seven years. So the people of Israel lived in dens and in caves in the mountain. Each time they planted crops, their oppressor would come up against them. They would devour the produce of the land. They would leave no sustenance in Israel. So we can see that the people of Israel were not living in a place of peace. They were always in a state of fear, in a state of lack, lack of food, lack of hope, lack of everything. So they basically cried out to God. And God answered and said, sent a prophet and basically tell them that he was going to deliver them. Then we go to, to Judges 6, verse 11 to 23. And the angel of the Lord appears to a man called Gideon, and this is what he says. The Lord is with you, almighty man of valor. But Gideon doesn't really believe what God says. He can only see at his situation. He just sees that he lives in a state of oppression. He is, um, he, this is, this are the circumstances. He lives in a, under oppression. He is, he has to hide to produce food. We see that when God, well, when the angel of the Lord appears to him, he's hiding in a wine press, beating 
uh, beating out wheat to just produce wheat, uh, to just produce food for his family. He is from the clan of Manasseh, which has um, the smallest fighting force in all the families of Israel. He's, the, he's from the least important family, and he's the least of his family. So when God calls him to be a judge who is a temporary and special deliverer, um, sent by God to deliver the Israelite from the oppressor, Gideon doesn't believe what God says. And I'm pretty sure that there was no peace in him. No peace in his situation, but no peace as well um, inside of his head. He must have asked a lot of questions and argued with himself. And this is, this is actually what we see uh, when we continue reading, that he tries to explain to God all the reason why he can't rescue the Israelites. But still he decides to have a go at it and decide to trust God. So he does a sacrifice. At that time, it was um, a sacrifice of food that the Israelites would do. And we know that he has nothing. He lives in a state of complete oppression and they are lacking food. But still he gives everything that he has and gives a young lamb to God and makes some bread and offer it to the Lord. And then what happened as he draws closer to God, actually nothing really changes. He's still under oppression. He's still hiding to produce food. He's still from this very weak family. But his life perspective and his thoughts align with God. And he gets this amazing revelation that God is Yahweh Shalom, that God is peace. And to put it in a simple way, biblical peace does not mean to be in a place where there is no noise or trouble or hard work, but it means to be in the midst of all those things and still be calm in your heart. Um, last week, I was listening to a preaching and something hit me. It was about the story of Peter walking on the water, which I kind of, I knew the story, but I never really realized that God actually asked Peter to walk on the water during a storm. So the sea was raging. The disciples were fearful, but it's at this specific time that God decides to call Peter out of the boat and tell him to walk on the water. And as Peter looks on to Jesus, Everything is fine. There is, he can walk. But then he gets distracted and he realizes that there is wind and he starts sinking. But God comes to his rescue and helps him. So peace is not the absence of trouble, but it's the presence of Christ. And this is kind of the meaning of the biblical peace. Like we can think that peace is actually when everything is going our way and everything is fine. But when we look at the Bible, peace actually is just the presence of Christ in our life. Jesus is also known as the Prince of Peace because he embodies everything that peace is. Um, he is yes, he's the physical representation of peace. And having him in our life can just bring us peace. Um, I think it's I think it's in Romans. The Bible says that before Jesus, we were enemies with God. But when we read Isaiah 53, verse 5, we read that the punishment that brought us peace was on him. So basically, every wrongdoing we've done in the past, we're doing in the present, we're doing in the future, was put on Christ. That 
And that brought us peace. That put us in a situation of peace. And thanks to the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, we have not only our peace, be- the peace between man and God has been restored, but we can have an inner sense of peace, which is always with us, no matter the circumstances. Uh, I guess I can really relate to this in my personal life. Um, I grew up in a Christian family, but for years I kind of did my own stuff. And I wasn't really a peaceful person. I hated everything in life, and I didn't see the point of it. And I just wasn't at peace. But as God brought me in a journey of discovering him, discovering him and trusting him, I actually started enjoying life. I started being a secure person, full of peace. And to be honest, life hasn't been easier. Some areas, of course, are much better now. Others are still difficult. Uh, there is struggles. But I have this sense and this security that actually everything is okay because I have God with me. Um, I can also remember a specific day uh, as a Christian with some friend who were going through a discipleship course which is called Freedom in Christ. And basically, they were advertising this away day. So with a group of friends, we decided to go. And we just went through a list of um, things that we might be struggling with and areas of our lives which are not surrendered to God. And so basically, we had this whole list and we had to tick uh, areas we were struggling with. And then we just prayed about it for a couple of hours, proclaimed the word of God, um, proclaim his victory over our life. And we did this throughout the day. And I can remember the leader saying, now stop. And at this point, I just had this amazing sense of peace that I don't really know how to describe. But um, I know that sometimes they say, oh, boys have a nothing box in their head. I just felt like I had a nothing box in my head. I was just able to think about nothing. I was just... My mind was just so quiet, and I just felt like I didn't need to strive for anything. I didn't need to fight. I knew that God was in control of everything, and it just took spending time with Jesus, spending time in his word. And I didn't necessarily proclaim verses which were about God is peace or anything like this, but still just sinking into his word and thinking about what he actually says is the truth about my life and about my circumstances just gave me this incredible quietness and sense of peace. And I know that everybody in the group that day just felt the same. And what is amazing about that, it's that wasn't just a one-off. That wasn't just something that God gave for that specific day, but it's something that he wants to give every day to everybody who wants to put his trust in him. So how can we do it? How do we draw closer to God? Uh, first of all, I would say by, by spending more time with him. And I really want to encourage you to have like a time of prayer every day, even a couple of minutes, but just stopping whatever we're doing to spend some alone time with him and just focus on whatever he wants to speak to us. Uh, then learning the word, learning the truth for, for yourself. Um, Like, as I said before, the world might tell us that we can only feel at peace when everything is going our way, when everything is okay, but it's actually far from the truth of the word of God. 
peace is being in the midst of chaos, but still looking up to God. It's still knowing that He is with you and that gives you peace and confidence. Um, then studying the Word of God, I just, I just, for me, it's really an important part of it. Um, I would know that God brought me peace, but I guess it's not until I studied it that I actually managed to put a word on what God had done in my life. Um, and I think just spending time in the Word of God and studying His Word just might bring, um, is just a real eye-opener on what God is actually doing and that He's still alive and active. And then deciding to live in God's perspective and proclaiming His Word. Um, like sometimes it's really hard to believe what God says and our heart might be like, I don't think that's true. But I believe that we can take it, we can make a decision to think that, okay, no matter what, I will try to believe the word of God and I will just walk in this truth. And little by little, we just have this assurance and confidence that this is going to um, be fulfilled. The Bible says, well, God says, so is the word that comes out of my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. So when God says he wants you to be at peace, he wants you to have hope, he wants you to have joy, he wants you to have a future, when he says he's your father, he actually means it. And this will come to pass because he says so. Um, and I guess I really want to encourage you to seek peace this week. So basically, I did bookmarks with behind, you have one on each table or two. Um, but behind it, there is Bible verses that I really encourage you to read. They're about peace. They're about the promises of God in your life. And you could do it any way you want, either um, reading it in the morning and just thinking about it throughout the day or praying over it. But I really believe that God wants to bring you peace every single day of your life. And I believe it starts by just spending time with Him and trusting in Him. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Centre Church. One church passionately loving God and people in Burgess Hill and Brighton. To get the latest news or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.